Hello and welcome to the next episode of Just a Tad. How's it going, guys? I hope you're doing well. If you're not, I'll try to put you in a better mood because uh, we're going to talk uh, about something a little different. I I was actually going to try to turn this episode of what I wanted to talk about today uh, into a, a larger DTF one. And to be quite honest, couldn't do it. So now we're just going to talk about it on Just a Tad. How fun is that? Uh, and you're like, oh, what are we going to talk about? Well, if you uh, read the fucking uh, title, maybe you would know. But today's episode is about impressions. Yes, and the only person I really want to talk about is someone who I find uh, quite quite amazing. I enjoy him uh, to the fullest, and that is the great unknown impressionist, Jay Moore. Jay Moore. I, like, so many people know him from movies, which, you know, they should. Uh, he was in a bunch of movies, and then from uh, his stint on SNL, which they should know him for that. But And they know he has stand-up, but I feel like the only impressions people think that he does is, like, just Christopher Walken's, which everybody does. Chris, uh, oh, hey, Christopher oh, oh, Walken. Like, I fucking, that's a horrible one, but I can still kind of do it. And uh, now the reason I'm going to just talk about Jay today is uh, there, there's something I, I enjoy listening to occasionally. I actually quite enjoy the more, oh, how do you call impressions? Like, impressions, uh, puppets, fucking magic, like, all of that extra alternative, I guess I'll call it, comedy, uh, guitar acts, stuff like that, uh, I feel like gets a bad rap. And you know what? Most of it should. Most of it is pretty cornball, right? It's really mabbity schmabbity hoobity. Would you love me? Can I have your attention more? Uh, it's pretty bad. But the people that do it right uh, really, really kind of get my antennas going. Like they get erect. I start going, oh, what's what's this over here? And Jay Moore, by far, in my opinion, best impressionist ever. And there's there's reasons for it. Uh, we're going to listen to uh, the clip that I I, I, I think proves it. Uh, I kind of, I, I found this a while ago. Uh, what this is, is a episode of Opie and Anthony, the Sirius satellite radio show that used to be. Now it's Opie and Jim uh, with Jim Norton. Opie and Anthony had a thing. Doesn't matter. Uh, this was from a few years ago. I'm going to say somewhere around 2011, 2012, somewhere around there. Um, but yeah, Jay Moore was on here, and uh, it's basically him coming out and saying how great of an impressionist he is, and then I believe Anthony and uh, Patrice O'Neill like being very impressed. Uh, I think that's a pun. <laughs> basically, being impressed by his. his character work with the impressions that he's doing <coughs> now we're going to listen to this clip come back to it and uh talk about it a little bit so very much enjoy this i do i hope you do and we'll talk about why i like it so fucking much so uh enjoy jay moore doing what he does best i think so enjoy it uh, 
I got I got black guys always get so mad when white guys wear tight pants. <laughs> <laughs> so you got to make up shit as the person. You can't just do them. You have to make up what the person know. would say. I, I have to, but he, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. Jay is like a fucking. He's relentlessly good at like some motherfucker. Th th it's unfair. I'm like Manny Pacquiao. He's it's unfair. Let stop. Like fucking Dean is good, but Dean is, won't be like how Jay is now. No. Like it's hard to follow Jay doing impressions. Yeah. See, that's what's hard to do. Right now, no one can come in and follow what Jay's doing. That's why I'm saying in terms of hearing mm -hmm. a fucking character, I don't know because Jay's so good at doing what he's doing. But if a motherfucker comes in and, and go impression for impression, is is Caliendo's Barkley good? It's great. Yeah, but, but is his better? Maybe. You're just gonna get, get, Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. It's gonna be funny with the impression. Jesus the thing with Caliendo is, you're like just that, gonna get yeah, yeah, tough acting to acting. Ace is the place. Help oh, Lord, Mindy. 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 Like, but here's what I like about the All fact right, that I really, what I really enjoy is that he calls me out on something that, you know, like I remember a white dude called me out when I go, you know, hey, Hotel, I was trying to know white shit, and I'm like, Hotel California's guitar riff was is one of the best, Thumbs right? Up. And he just goes, you. F he looked at me like if some of a white guy goes, MC Hammer, huh? Like, <laughs> and, and that's how he fucking told me to go fuck myself. And I'm sitting there going, John Madden, dude. And Jay's like, fuck you, and does a John And I'm like, okay. See, that's, it's there like, all right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's oh, what I'm shit. saying. I thought it was amazing, but a guy that fucking does impressions... It's like, get that, that bullshit. And that's what I appreciate about this this new uh, thing I just found out about. I'm yeah. like Dwight Howard. I like to block a lot of shots and then run back in the court and <laughs> fucking stuff it in their face. That was fucking But what is it with black If you play in the dozens of black guys, the dozens are over the minute the black guy says, What's with your tight pants you got on? <laughs> and then he goes, ah! Ah! Oh, shit! Oh, shit! Oh! And then they walk around because it's too funny to sit still. Oh, shit! You got tight on. You got tight pants on. And you're like, yeah, but what about your mom? Oh, no, nigga, you got tight pants on. <laughs> like, I don't know why tight pants has become the fucking atom bomb of black comedy. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> You'd be killing Keith Robinson. You'll kill him, go. Well, you were great in rebound, Keith. <laughs> Way to go. We really thought you were going to turn your career around when you were on rebound on Showtime. <laughs> oh, shut up, goddammit, with your tight pants. <laughs> and everybody goes, oh, shit. <laughs> he wears pants that fit him. Let's, let's, we gotta leave it there. We gotta oh. wrap up. Jay Moore oh, fucking killed shit. today. Goddamn Jay. Patrice fucking killed today. Oh, Patrice shit. is in Poughkeepsie. Gary, I'm married. I'll, I'll be in Santa Monica by the time this airs. Oh, uh, you're live? Yeah, we're live. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, what? Gary, I'm married, CBS, of course, so. Wednesdays at 8.30. Hiya, boys. <laughs> looking good. Looking good. You see that, Anthony? Uh, I haven't seen it's it, but I can so completely fucking... picture it when you're doing it. It's like, hilarious. It's a grand driveway. Piece of shit sitting there. Welcome to the party, pal. Bruce oh, Willis man. and Demi okay. Moore have become the same person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in Mr. Brooks with Dane Cook. Welcome to the party, pal. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Patrice O'Neill on the Opie and Anthony show. <laughs> Come out to the coast, have a few laughs. <laughs> oh, Bruce, why do you leave him alone? <laughs> when did Al Pacino become Big Daddy on Cat on a Hot Tin Roof? 
Patrice is in Poughkeepsie. He's a big deal. <laughs> Maybe I don't chew enough when I talk. <laughs> the best is in Insomnia. You ever see that movie? Ah, uh, yeah. The sun never goes down. He's in Alaska trying to solve a murder, but he's up for like 14 days. That's Robin Williams, right? That's yeah, it's yeah, great. Yeah. It's so underrated. And they go, well, they're your suspect. He goes, well, why don't we go down to the schoolyard? We'll pull them out of class. Shake them up. <laughs> and they go, it's 10 o'clock. He goes, I know. At night. Oh. <laughs> why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> you want to call? Where's my phone? You want to call Al Pacino right now? Thank you, why, you got his number? Of course I do. He's a friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> tell little Jimmy to stop making fun of my height. <laughs> I'm a liar. That's good. And my wig. God. It's not a wig. Damn. I'll say that. It At doesn't matter. It's not a wig. At this I know. point, it doesn't matter. Just so you know, not a wig. 88 minutes was an odd color, mind you. Yeah, he dyed it a little bit. red hair. Gray stuck, side. I get, I get stuck in Colin a lot, so that's a big problem. Whenever I say it on stage, all of a sudden, the next like four minutes that I talk to the crowd, this guy wearing his nice. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> God damn it. That oh, my fucking God. Colin. Nice. You think somebody? <laughs> <laughs> Holy I get shit. I get stuck in Tracy. I get stuck in and Colin. Those are the only two I get stuck Colin. in. Oh like walking is like way too sweaty. Like you can't walk around the house. Like talking to your wife is walking, yeah. but I can't say to my wife like. It's nice you made <laughs> so When you laugh, I always laugh. Oh my god, dude. That is, good. So that is not a hack comment. I can't even, wait, I can't even make any yeah. No one's laughing. They're all looking at my freshly pressed pants. <laughs> oh, I know what I'll do. I'll wear a nice new shirt to the show. No one will notice. Don't stop staring at my shirts, dummies. Just. Listen, always. Oh, yeah, you understand something. We live in a world where, you know, housewives are listening to gangster rap, doing aerobics, and all the gangster rappers wearing rollers in their hair, gossiping. <laughs> what the hell happens? Rich Voss called and hung up so we can get back to his day job of doing nothing. <laughs> Married to that Canadian bunny. Uh, let me tell you how horrible this fucking is right now. Holy shit. Is because he's, he's, he's not doing quips that Colin... That's what I'm trying to explain to you. No, That's no. what he was saying. The That's what I'm hanging my hat but on. It's almost, you got to your own materialist again. It's the guy. fucking dangerous. Yeah. To cliche up Colin, because that's what Colin does. Oh, but yeah. That's not what he does. It's not what he does, <laughs> but he could do that. Don't fucking. <laughs> Don't what? You don't even make sense, stupid. <laughs> well, you know, with a rosary board at St. Pat's, he's not even Catholic. He walks around and goes right to the gift shop. <laughs> That was Jay Moore doing what? Colin Quinn, Bruce Willis, uh, Al Pacino. Uh, yeah, I think there was Tracy Morgan mix in there somewhere. Uh, yeah, that, that, great, uh, great clip. And uh, the reason I wanted to talk about him. So this is what I was trying to do, right? For dissecting the frog, right? The twin sister to this podcast, uh, which. Is uh, just a tad. I hope you guys know the difference. <clears throat> With DTF, I like to dive in, talk more comedy theory, psychology, all that stuff. And what I was gonna do <clears throat> was talk about impressionists, right? Because that's a big part of comedy. There, there are a lot of comedians who do impressions, and they make those voices almost the voice of the person more than their actual voice. I mean, how many people, you know, when they think of uh, George Bush Sr., 
They think, not gonna do it, which is Dana Carvey. That's not even George Bush Sr. And then George Bush, George W. Bush, was Will Ferrell's uh, strategery, right? That's not the same. That's not George W. Bush, but it's the character of him that gets made more famous. And then even, well, Christopher Walken does sound like that, but like Jay Moore, Kevin Pollack, uh, there's a few people that actually are famous for doing the, oh, I'm going to cut your face off with a soldering iron. Ow. Uh, a lot of people do impressions. And so I was going to try to compile impressionists and talk about it and dissect what makes it so great and uh, unique in comedy. And to be quite honest, I was I, I thumbed through. Here's a list of some of the people uh, I was thumbing through. Frank Caliendo, Kevin Pollack, and Rich Little were the top three. That I was like, I know they're famous for impressions, so let's let's get into it. And to be honest, wasn't really liking it. I thought I thought I liked impressions, and then I was like, oh, what what the hell? Why why don't I like impressions? Like it's a, it's another form of comedy. I feel even when I don't subjectively like certain forms of comedy or acts, I can objectively see what's funny about it. And, uh, yeah, all three of those guys really didn't get me going on anything. And uh, I, I think I figured it out because I listened to the last clip from Opie and Anthony. And Jay kind of spells it out right at the beginning. He says, when you do an impression, you have to say things that that person would say, right? You make it your own. You make it your own act. Which is why I kind of liked the Dana Carvey sketches and stuff. Um, and I almost talked about that. But I wanted to... Keep it more stand-up for this. And, uh, you know, later down the road I might dive into it. But I think that's why, like, that's why I like the SNL stuff more than people doing it in stand-up. is because, and this is just my, I'm not an impressionist, but this is my own thing that I like most about it is I love impressionists and impressions if you make those impressions a character. You know what I mean? Like, I like I like for you to satirize the person, not the just the voice. Like an example, I mean, he he does uh, Bruce Willis. Like, he's talking to Patrice and Opie and Anthony in that clip as Bruce Willis. Like, oh, uh, I can't even do the impression. But he, he's saying, like, oh, welcome to the party, pal. Come out to the coast, hang out with Patrice O'Neill. Because earlier in this episode, they were talking about how Patrice was going and playing somewhere in Poughkeepsie. I don't know, something like that. And so he's doing that. Then he brings uh, Al Pacino, like he's sitting amongst everybody, and starts talking like he's a part of the conversation. He doesn't do what I think is the hackiest thing in the world of impressionists. And if you've gone to any comedy clubs and seen anybody do impressions, you'll see it at some point. You'll either get the... In a joke, you'll either get the, oh, man, that's such a great voice. And then they'll do the voice. And then everybody goes, oh, wow, you can do the voice, right? That's cool. You you prove that you can do the voice, whatever. And then they don't make a character out of it. They say some bullshit of, like, man, I wish you could have that voice on a GPS. Like, oh, turn left. Now. Oh, you missed it. What happened? Like, it's just so... And it's because... All you're doing is saying, like, hey, this thing's weird, right, guys? That's, that's pretty weird. Like, you, 
almost turn it into a Norm McDonald, but like a bad Norm McDonald. Like, hey, this thing's weird, huh? It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy that Christopher Walken sounds like this. Oh, hey, oh, gonna do super bad. That's what I love about Jay Moore. Jay Moore really does a character. Whenever he's talking in one of his voices, you actually think that person's there, not because the voice is so good, but because he can carry on a conversation. And the humor comes from the fact that he's able to <laughs> he's able to like embody that person. It's kind of creepy. But he 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 almost it, it's it's like when you do an impression of your mom for your family. What makes it funny is not necessarily that you can do an impression of her voice, but it's also the little intricacies, the uh, the thing that the the not the intricacies, the um, uh, the little nuances, the idiosyncrasies. That's the word I was trying to think of. That everyone has. If you if you dial them up a notch, they turn into a joke because you're like, holy shit, they do do that. That's hilarious, you know. And Jay's able to not only find the voice, which he has super great ability of finding the little nuances of how to do it and what to turn up and what to turn down. I mean, he talks about Colin Quinn and uh, Harvey Keitel and how they're very similar. And you, once he kind of explained it, you kind of see, oh, shit, they are very similar in voice. You just kind of, kind of ratchet it up, ratchet it down. I... Uh, and I, I, I like that part of it. He's very scientific and psychological about it. But then the second part, which makes makes Jay stand out more to me than anybody else, is that he embodies that person, right? And that's what I didn't know I liked until I listened to this, but that's what I like about like SNL impressions, right? Because they're not just doing the voice. Uh, like the Will Ferrell thing, right? It's very famous. If you guys don't know it, whatever. I'm, I, you know on Just a Tad, I talk to you like you guys know what I'm talking about. But with Will Ferrell, when he was doing George W. Bush in the early 2000s, he said, uh, you know, can you explain... There was a sketch where they were doing a debate, and uh, the, the moderator says, uh, yes, President Bush, would you please... Uh, in one word, explain your presidency thus far. And he says, strategery, right? Makes up some fucking word. George Bush never said strategery, but Will Ferrell did. And it fit perfectly because it is very much the dopey Texan that George W. Bush was. He's like almost a literate kind of everyday aw shucks guy. And the ability to do that not only on stage by yourself at a context where you just make the context up, which is amazing by itself, right? But able to riff it into either a set or a conversation is hands down the most impressive thing to me. Being able to write it out and create your own context, fucking fantastic. But to be able to create your own context off the cuff, wow, I, that, that impressed me more. And that's why... I wanted to talk just kind of about Jay. I don't want to suck his dick too much. I mean, he's not hes not the fucking end-all, be-all of comedy and impressions. But to me, he's something special. I, I would like him to get the, uh, the praise that he does, or the praise that he should get. 
because I I feel like Frank Caliendo Frank Caliendo's good at impressions and they kind of they kind of talk about it a little bit uh, in the the, ep- the Opie and Anthony episode uh, that and not not in this but they talk about how he gets the voices down very well but there's a there's a separation right uh, Frank Caliendo if you ever listen to his act. Uh, I don't dislike it, but it doesn't do anything for me, and I, I kept trying to figure it out, and I, I found out that he he doesn't really create a character. He he His John Madden's the closest one that he actually creates some texture to it, where it's just John Madden's an insane asshole, but most of his stuff is just the funny voices working off each other in a... Uh, conversation but the conversation is very like very simple it's it's not it's not any real scenario or anything it's like oh man what if john madden and george w bush went to an ice cream store together and then boom you're into that and it seems so forced and not not enjoyable to me because i feel like you could create something more natural and i feel like jay does that because he and, and Frank, to, to be fair, Frank does that uh, does create natural things where uh, anytime his uh, his jokes go awry or the audience doesn't get it, John Madden comes in and uh, he does like a play by play of how that joke sucked. Where he's like, oh, "Well, if you could see over here, the audience didn't get the punchline, even though it was over here hidden away, and now they got a boom, tough acting to acting." Like he does stuff like that. I I. I I don't enjoy it a lot, but I do see how it's funny, and I see that it's a it's a good move, right? He creates a character that can keep coming back in the act naturally, right? It becomes its own fourth wall break, uh, a la Jim Gaffigan, but it's it's still good, right? I I, I do enjoy it and give him credit, but Jay Moore does that uh, all the time. That's his whole act, is not his whole act, but that's his whole active impressions is that he seamlessly works it in whether it's in a true story which he has a great one about christopher walken on a special that he has in the past uh or it's in something like this where he's in a conversation and talking about these people and then breaks them down only to build them back up in a in another form in another uh conversation that he wants to have amongst themselves when it's really just him, he's, it's like it's almost a schizophrenic thing. So this thing where he talks about uh, breaking down Colin Quinn, then he acts out Colin Quinn, then he uh, starts talking about Harvey Keitel, or he breaks down Bruce Willis and then uh, talks as Bruce Willis, and then uh, he interjects as Al Pacino and then breaks down Al Pacino. Like it's it's an introduction, then breaking the fourth wall down, which I, I very much enjoy because then you're in on you're you're in on the joke. Where you're like, oh shit, that's how he does it, right? The impressive part is over. Then he has to create something to impress you more, which is embodying that person. And it's, if, if I may, it's very much like a whenever you see a magician, right? And Penn and Teller do this a lot. Uh, if you guys don't know Penn and Teller, we'll probably be talking about them in a future episode. But uh, they're magicians who really let you in on the trick, and I think Jay Moore does that, and it's just as entertaining on both sides to me, right? So when a magician shows you the trick, right? Like, 
how to uh, pull a rabbit out of a hat, right? Show you how to do it. If they then do it again and do it so seamlessly and fast that you know how the trick is done, but you can't see the moves of how it's done, it still holds your entertainment value. You still go, all right, I don't know how that was done. I saw that they were supposed to put it there, but you know what? I didn't see any of the fucking moves, so that's infinitely more impressive that I'm looking where I should be looking and can't see this fucking rabbit appear until it comes out of the hat. That's way more impressive to me, and that's what Jay does. He breaks down, he does the voice, and then he breaks down the voice, right? So the the impression is always is the impression is always impressive. I'm sorry, I don't know any other word to use, so apologizing for the puns in the past and the future, but it's very impressive, right? Everybody goes, "Oh shit, you did that person. That's amazing," right? But then, but then to break it down and show people, all right, if you wanted to try to do this, this is how you do it. You you start with this voice, and you ramp it up, and then you get to here, and then... I don't know whose voice that fucking is, but you know what I'm doing, right? You show them how to do it, right? So you break down that wall, and you go, okay, that's how it's done. The only way to make it impressive isn't to go, like, that's how you do the voice. And isn't that crazy if they were on a GPS? <laughs> falls flat, nobody gives a shit, because all you're doing is a voice, and you're saying fucking dumb stuff. But if you then embody that person that everybody knows... That's where you ramp it up, and that's where the trick is like, oh, fuck, that's amazing. Like, I didn't see I didn't see any of the moves. You're just fucking thinking as this person. And to put it into a story, which he does in his act, is even better. Because then it, if you close your eyes, you can actually be there in the story. But then if you open them, you just look at a fucking crazy guy talking to himself. It's, it's real fun, and that's why... That's why I really wanted to do the audio on this, because you, you, if you, if you're not listening hard enough, I, I know I've done this before listening to Jay on uh, either O and A or on his podcast, uh, and he does impressions. You kind of get lost and forget that Jay's doing it on a lot of his impressions. You're like, holy shit, is someone is Al Pacino actually there? Uh, which I think is the best compliment you can give to an impressionist. We're like. Holy shit, I, I really got lost in that. And, I don't know, I, it's... Are impressions the greatest thing in comedy? F- no, fucking, they're, they're a tool, right? They're, they're, a, they're a fun little... If, if there's a pocket knife of comedy, right? The knife is the main tool that you have, but to have impressions in your back pocket to be able to pull it out, it's like sharp scissors. You can cut even deeper, right? A lot of people have dull scissors, or they try to put two knives together like they're fucking scissors, and it's like, okay, this is not working. But Jay's got Jay's got a sharp knife and a sharp pair of scissors, and it just makes him even more malleable on stage. And I uh, I, I hope that he gets more more praise than he does, because fucking he deserves it. He's great. And in this, uh, you know, I, I may be a little biased, but fuck, he goes. He's got the best Colin Quinn ever, and you guys know I love Colin Quinn, but, like, that Colin Quinn, first off, they were right. Nobody has a Colin Quinn. Who the fuck, why would you do that? <laughs> He's also got a, a Ina Gardner, uh, I think that's how you pronounce her name. She's a barefoot Contessa. She's a fucking food lady on the Food Network. Like, how much more <laughs> obscure can you get? And that's also, that's another reason I love Jay, is that he does impressions that he wants to do, not that are just popular because impressions have the same problem that references have in comedy 
uh, I, I'm a little bit... It, it, here's where I'm a little bit hypocritical, so I'm going to call myself out. Uh, <laughs> I hate references in comedy, right? They're, you, you, lose, you lose the audience, no matter how good the joke is, you lose the audience on uh, the punchline if they don't get the reference, right? I see way too many comics, especially in my era, doing fucking Ninja Turtle and Power Ranger punchlines that it's like, all right, well... If you are talking to immigrants that don't have any fucking clue, you lose them. If you talk to anybody who didn't grow up with a television or was able to watch that, you lose them. Uh, older people, you lose them. Younger people, you lose them. It's like, how many people do you want to lose in this fucking nonsense joke, right? So that's how I feel about references. Most of the time, just fucking keep them out and try to, I think it's lazy writing, right? Not all the time, but I'm an asshole. Um, and here's where I'm a hypocrite. In order for an impression to work, you kind of have to get that person, right? Like, if I didn't know Al Pacino, it'd be a little, it wouldn't be as enjoyable to know what the fuck he was doing. I would just think he's doing Bob from fucking Walgreens. But here's, here's what I'm going to try to save face and say that I'm not hypocritical. The reason I like Jay is because. He does a he he does change his voice so you can see how different the voice is so that's still impressive, uh, but he embodies a character and then writes jokes behind it. Now they're made infinitely more funny when you get who the person is he's talking about, but it, I personally don't think it's a hundred percent based off of that. I think it it's funny to stand alone because he's still saying he's saying punchlines and funny shit just through that person right and i think uh i think that's the separation that's where i think i can save face and say i'm not a complete hypocrite just like a mild like a like a like a tiny tabasco i'm not a i'm not a full habanero sriracha just like a tabasco hypocrite little little mild right and that, yeah I, that, I think that's that's the separation the little artistry the little extra that you got to put into it because it, it can become a crutch it can become just like a fucking easy hey this is what i did but he he does it super well and uh, again getting back to the the colin quinn ina gardner thing like the, even if you don't get it on those two it's still impressive and funny because he gives a little bit of context uh at least in his act and sometimes on this he gives a little bit of context breaking them down telling you who they are then he just goes into silly shit that he says in whatever world he's been into so there's a thing in comedy of uh you get the audience to come to you you don't go to them meaning uh in order to be a a, a good artist comedically you want to you want the audience to embrace your world right and i think jay does that i think he he gets Especially when he's doing his impressions. If he wants to do a Colin Quinn, if nobody knows Colin Quinn, he explains it, he breaks down the voice, and then people are kind of in on the action. Like I said, they know how the magic trick is done. But because they're in on it, he can then explore and say funny shit in context that he's created. Whereas if you just do the silly voice and do like a George W. Bush, well, that's not a, he's fucking famous. Let's say uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, right? You just do an Arnold Schwarzenegger and then say shit, silly shit behind it with no context or real character behind it. Then you're just an asshole doing silly voices. You might as well honk a fucking nose horn. Just 
<laughs> that sounds funny, right, guys? Oh, it's so funny. Oh, that's another funny noise. Like, that's basically what it's doing. Now, there is a little bit... I'm, I'm downgrading it quite a bit because there is some talent behind it, but that's how it feels to me. Is like, all right, we get that you can make funny noises and you can say little silly quips and shit, but put it in context. Give me some meat to bite. I don't I don't want just cotton candy. I want a fucking full steak. And then, then you can pepper it with sugar and make it a fucking candied steak or whatever. And so yeah, I think uh I think Jay's impressions are hands down the best in the business and uh I, I hope that you can find a new appreciation for him because uh he keeps he keeps churning them out and they're fun and funny as shit. I love them. And uh, in, in order to give him uh, a bit of a praise and an homage, I will uh, do my best impressions. Uh, I have two of them. I'm actually better than Jay because I can do two impressions at once. Uh, first one is Jerry Seinfeld uh, doing an impression of Don Knotts. All right, This is Jerry Seinfeld doing an impression of Don Knotts. What's the deal with airline food, huh? There you go. That's that. And then uh, the next one is Ray Romano doing an impression of Chewbacca from Star Wars. All right? Ray Romano doing an impression of Chewbacca from Star Wars. Hey! There you go. Really good, man. I am a fucking impressionist. I feel like you all dis- like just have no respect for me anymore. And everything that I just said before this, you're like, holy shit, this is the guy talking about impressions? Anyways, uh, I respect Jay. I love him. I hope you do too. And I respect and love impressionists. Uh, just uh, try a little bit harder, uh, I say. Be an artist, no matter what you do. So, everyone, that is this episode of Just a Tad. I hope you found this funny. If you didn't, go out and find funny in the world and go explore and find what you find funny maybe i'm full of shit because i know i am so go out and find your own funny and uh really really dive deep because uh, that's uh that's where the pure joy lies in comedy is, is finding your own little niche so uh, i love you all very much i will see you next time thank you bye